With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, 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 because one welcome is not enough, to another episode of Tribe Radio, radio, radio. See, we have special effects and everything. Uh, I'm your host, Rock and Roll, uh, here with this this guy that only speaks in, in sound bites what next to me. What is up, everybody? Hey. Oh, my God. Uh Sometimes that's all we need. That's Nightbug. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Caught me off guard. Is it cold where you are? Because it's, it's damn cold over you here. You are and correct, by, sir. Yes, I am correct, sir. Uh, by damn cold, I mean I I am in my footed jammies right now. It's that cold. And, and you know, for those of you who think 30-something isn't cold and you're calling me a wuss, you know what? Go go F yourself. Because for California, that's damn cold. 32 degrees. 32 more. degrees. That's right. And, you know, and I don't want to hear your bitching about, oh, it's minus five over. You live there. I don't live there. I live here. We're supposed to be sunny and warm and, and, and very foggy, but we're not supposed to be in the 30s. That's. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm such a cold weather noob. I got up this morning to drive to work, and I noticed, oh, look, there's little ice crystals on the base of the windshield. I'll use the windshield wipers to get them off, and I hit the thing where the water sprays up and frosts over the whole windshield. It was awesome. So you frosted over the whole windshield? So awesome. Oh, I my God. To... Why don't you just use the hose? There's a hose right there. This was after I'd already started driving. <clears throat> I had to U-turn and come back. Hello, McFly. Hello. Come here, let me knock on your head a little bit. Um, wow, this is us chattering. We don't usually chatter before the show. Uh, you know what, though? At some point in the show, I would like to, to take, you know, dead air is, is not a good thing, but I, you know, I admired Nelson Mandela a lot. When I, when I thought of heroes, I thought of Nelson Mandela, and we lost Nelson Mandela today. Um, so later on in the show, we'd take, like, um, a moment of silence uh, with us and our guests and our callers. So that is the news today. It's not happy news, but um, it's something we want to bring up. But we'll bring it up later. Right now we're going to bring up uh, something happier, which is Signs of Hope is next weekend all around the country. All kinds of 
cool people doing good things, homeless outreach. For those of you who haven't listened to the show before, this show tries to keep you healthier, safer, and happier. And we do this by bringing in guests and experts in their field that can teach you how to do that. Uh, Signs of Hope uh, is the Superheroes Initiative Giving Network, and we do homeless outreach days uh, at least three times a year. It's the sister project to Project Hope which is once a year, Comic-Con weekend down in San Diego. And we've fed uh, thousands of people down there in San Diego. If you want to be part of Signs of Hope, we'll give you a link later on in the show. And all you have to do is is show some care to a homeless person um, next Saturday. And that way we're all connected because we're all doing it at the same time. We're all doing it at the same time. Wow. I, I turned 12 years old right there for... Like that. Yeah, you know, that never happened. I, shut up, you. You be quiet over there and operate the board. Um, and speaking of people that uh, teach you how to be safer, healthier, and happier. Nice and, and I know. You like my segues? My segues are cool, huh? Yeah, it was okay. I'll do a better one later. You watch. Um, our our guest tonight is, is our third guest in our seven-part uh, seven series called Neighborhood Heroes. And the reason I'm calling them Neighborhood Heroes, is, well, other than the obvious, because they are, to me at least, is because these people, they care about their neighborhood. You know, they go outside, literally just look at what's going on outside in their communities and try to change it for the better somehow. You know, they've got their their heads focused on the bigger picture by taking care of what's right in front of them right now. And really, that's where everybody should start. You can't change the world if you're not doing anything for your next door neighbor. That's a, that's that's just not the, the path to take. It doesn't work that way. Thank you, Arnold. See, I've got Arnold for backup. So if you don't believe me, talk to Arnold. Um, so, uh, and I hate this phrase, but, but since I don't have a better one. Yeah, what? without further ado. Without further ado. I knew it. Can we, can we, can you substitute something else for that? Can you give me a sound bite that's really, you know, like Bob Barker going, come Holy on down. Jesus. No, that's, that's not that's <laughs> that's good try. Appropriate? No. So before we get more inappropriate, I'd like Holy to Holy fruit bring, salad. I'd like to bring to the microphone <laughs> The man who got voted Atlanta's favorite superhero, Crimson Fist. Fist, Fist, Fist. Hey, guys, how are you? Woohoo! Thank you, thank you so much for being here, Crimson. Yeah, I gotta tell, I gotta tell the listeners right now. This guy is uh, not sitting home in his jammies like me right now. He's freaking out on patrol while he's on the phone with us right now. So talk about dedicated. And I swear to God, Crimson, if anything happens to you while you're on the radio, I'm going to feel so guilty for distracting you. I just want you to know that. Well, it will be all your guys' fault. I know. I know, right? It'll, it'll <laughs> up our ratings like crazy. No, I'll, take, yeah. I'll take good care of myself. I'll take good care of myself. Good, good. Got that awareness going. Um, we've been, we've been to Atlanta. We've, uh, we've, we were fortunate enough to hang out with Crimson for a couple of days. Oh my God, we I had the best time over there, dude. I still think about that really cool uh, farmers market you have and that whole neighborhood of Castleberry. It's it's amazing. But before we get into that, can you tell me how in the heck did you start doing this? 
I mean, everybody's got their story, but it's like to get voted Atlanta's favorite superhero, man, that's some recognition from your, your community. So, so what made you go out and start helping your community? Um, I mean, it really comes back, comes down to, I'm going to try to keep it brief because it's kind of a long-winded story, but, um, Man, so, you have an hour, nine, over an hour, hour and a half if you want it, whatever I, you want to do. I could, so <laughs> I could literally, I could tell this story and take up like half of it. So I'll keep it, I'll keep it somewhat brief. Okay. Um, but, you know, I, I used to not be a very good person. You know, I, when I was younger, I used to, you know, had a bad drug problem. I used to go out and do whatever I had to do in order to support my drug habit, you know, whether it was, you know, stealing money out of my mom's purse or, you know, breaking into a car and taking whatever they had. Uh, and I used to, I just, I did a lot of terrible things to a lot of people. Um, and eventually I hit a point in my life where I realized that, you know, I, you know, I was, I would always complain about like, man, why does the world suck so much? Why does the world suck so much? Uh, and then I realized that the world sucked so much because of people like me. You know, I was the, the I was what made my life terrible, and so I just kind of decided uh, to do the opposite. You know, I was going to do everything I could to help people and to try and improve everyone's lives. Hmm. Now you know because you brought it up, and and this is a warning. When you bring stuff up, I I might hear something that I hook onto and go, oh no 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 no, we have to back up to that. What kind of bad things did you do to people? I know you used to break in, like you took money from your mom's purse, but, but what's what's one really bad thing that you did to someone? Don't worry, you're not going to get, you know, like arrested now. It's a little late, I believe. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's yeah, statute of limitations and whatnot. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I, I lucked out. I can say that I never hurt anybody, which mm-hmm. I, I'm very happy to be able to say that. Um, but, you know... I, I I would I preyed on people, you know. I would go, you know, break into people's houses, take their stuff. Whoa! You know, uh, especially, I mean, you know, it, this time of year would be a great time for that for me. You know, this was Christmas present time, so I mean, I, I stole Christmas presents from people, uh, and it, 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 it was terrible for me to do, but I did it, you know. Uh, and so that's kind of that's kind of the whole reason why I decided to do this, you know. Yeah. So you just you have that turning point? You just did something just just suddenly click? Well, you know, I I decided to once I realized, you know, that I had problems that I needed to fix. It wasn't like that, you know, I didn't just instantly become you know this whole new person. But, you know, it, it about a year or so went by, and, you know, I started getting myself off drugs, started trying to kind of clean up my life. Uh, but, you know, I couldn't take back what I had already done. You know, I can I could go, you know, and say, you know what, I'm never doing that again. Uh, and I'm just going to, I'm going to completely change my life and move on from it. But, you know, there's still all those people who were hurt. And so I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't let myself just, you know, turn away and go. You know, I realized that, like, I have to start giving back. I have to start doing something. Um, and it kind of became an obsession uh, over the years that, you know, that's 
that's kind of been my big thing is just like I, I have to get you know I, I I don't I can't tell you you know I don't have an exact number of all the terrible things I ever did but mm-hmm. I, I want to make up for that and I want to you know go way beyond just that list of you know these things uh, and you know unfortunately I don't know most of those people I don't you know I can't remember who you know you know I don't know who lived in that house I broke into um, and so I just I try to give back to everybody. That's, um, I'm, I'm learning from interviewing people who do this, you know, for a, I, I, I still call it a living, even if we're not getting paid, it's, it's, we're getting paid in other words. Um, that story is, is pretty common. I've heard that a bit where you start off on the other side, you know, the dark side, if you will. And there's a point where you realize you're either going to get worse or you're going to have to get better and do better. And uh, we trade, you know, say if you're addicted to something, you trade one addiction for another. And and some people say that this is an addiction, an obsession. And that's, you know what? That's fine. It's fine with me. You know, I, I almost don't care what the person's motivation is, even if it's for fame or whatever they want to do, but the fact that they're doing it and if that motivation doesn't hurt others in the way, then, you know, fine. Go give somebody a sandwich. Go protect the neighborhood. You know, oh, yeah. um, seriously. And it's funny because, you know, having spent a couple of days with you in person and, and, you know, getting to know you over this past year, it's, it's really hard for me to picture you as as much of a douchebag as you described yourself as. You know, I'm going, are you yeah, kidding me? Definitely, yeah. Nice definitely guy. Definitely a different part of my life. Wow. I'm, I'm very, very pleased that uh, that you decided to come over to the, to the, I don't know, what's the opposite of the dark side? Do they call it the light side? Do they call it the light side? I, I, I've never heard I, that. I, I think Luke actually refers to it as the good side once in... Really? Return of the Jedi. The good, that just doesn't sound as exciting. It doesn't. The good side. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have to make the good side. Because, you know, the dark side has cookies. Yeah. So the good side's got to have something yeah. something good, you too. You can pause this for a minute when he says it like he knows it wasn't the best thing for him to say. Yeah, it's like not that appealing. If he said, bring you back to the sexy side, maybe, you know, maybe that'd be more. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm digressing. I'm a train going off the rails here. Um. But Crimson, I've seen you, uh, we were so fortunate. When we were down there, not only did you take us to some badass sushi, oh my God, that was so good. This is a shout out to Bottle Rocket Sushi in, in uh, Castleberry. Um, it, we got to see how your, your community uh, interacted with you from, you know, local merchants to people walking on the street, to a freaking cop that had to meet you and was all happy to meet you. That's, you know, there are so many real-life superheroes out there, so many, you know, RLSH who wish they had that kind of, of rapport with their, with their local law enforcement. How did that happen? You know, it, I, I give full credit to the neighborhood I patrol in. You know, I mean, I, I've done this going on eight years. It'll be eight years in a couple months. Um, wow. And up until a year ago, uh, I didn't, you know, I, I knew a few cops, but I didn't, you know, 
I, I didn't have a relationship with the police like I do now. You know, coming to Castleberry Hill when I did gave me an opportunity to meet the officers because it's a small community, you know. Right. Uh, and so I see the same cops all the time. And, you know, if they respond to a call that I've put in, I recognize them. And, you know, I know I say, oh, you know, I, you're, this is the same guy I talked to, you know, two weeks ago with that other car break-in. Um, and it's just something I never experienced elsewhere in Atlanta. You know, other other beats in the city are a lot – they're bigger and there's a lot more officers that patrol. Uh, and so, you know – I, I'd see people, they might recognize me, they might not, but it was never, you know, it, if the cops showed up, I, you know, it's not like they were going to talk to me about a situation. They were going to, you know, handle it themselves. Uh, but Castleberry, it, it was kind of a, it's a different atmosphere than, than the rest of Atlanta. A lot more laid back. And so, you know, I, I had the benefit of, being out here for a while before I started meeting a lot of the cops, and so I had kind of already built my reputation with the, you know, the local businesses and things like that. And so they had already heard about me. I wasn't just some crazy guy with a mask walking around. You know, the cops had talked to you know so and so at this restaurant or at this shop. And so when they finally saw me, they're like, "That's that guy I heard about, and I heard he's really cool." <laughs> nice. They heard you were really cool. I I love that. They weren't watch out for that guy. He's kind of a loon. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, that would be a terrible, I've seen people who post up and say that they get that kind of response when, when the local law enforcement, you know, meets them first. I don't know. Would you advise oh, yeah. them to, to go up and, and maybe, you know, introduce themselves? Do you think that's a good idea for these, uh, you know, neighborhood heroes to go and do? Uh, it can be, um, obviously depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, don't walk up on a cop while he's in the middle of a stop or something like right. that. But, you know, if you're if you're out on patrol and you happen to, you know, say there's a, an officer posted up at a gas station or something, you know, waiting for a call to come in, and mm-hmm. you have a chance to talk to him, yeah, definitely take the opportunity. Uh, a, a piece of advice that I would give that took a long time for me to learn myself as well uh, is if you're going to approach a cop and talk to them, you have to understand that, those guys are the professionals, you know. Don't go in there with an ego trying to talk to a cop and introduce yourself and tell them about what you're doing. Just go up, say hi, you know, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for what you do. You know, I'm trying to help out. How can I help? You know, it, and that's something that it, it takes a while, you know. Putting on a, a, a mask and a, a superhero costume takes a certain amount of ego. You know, yeah, it's, it's just it's going to happen. Like you're you you don't meet people who are, you know, very shy and very reserved and think, oh, I can't do it, and then do this. You have people that are like, I'm going to do it, and so everybody comes into it with that mindset of just like, I'm going to make this work. You know, I'm going to be Batman, whatever. Uh, but if you want to build a rapport with the police or with you know your local community members you know, local businesses, stuff like that, the people that are going to be the backbone of what you do, Mm -hmm. you've got to drop the act. You've got to just go there and say, hey, I dress up like a superhero, yes. This is what I'm here to do. You know, I'm not, 
you know, I'm not out here trying to be some kind of, you know, crazy person. I, I This is what I feel passionate about, and I want to help. Can I help you in some way? And that right there will make people open up to you way more than anything else could, you know. Um, people don't seem to understand when they get started doing this that your mask is just a prop. You know, it's just, it's a tool that you use. It's not you. And so when you're dealing with people that don't need that mask, don't use it. Haha. Ha. I'm, I'm sitting here. I love the drop the act advice. Because you're right, if you go up to them with, you know, the whole gear going on, with your whole persona, can you imagine what the uh, law enforcement will think of you and, and how they'll react? And as egotistical as a lot of this, uh, this community can be, this RLSH community, they're also very, lots of them are very thin-skinned. So if you go walk up to a local law enforcement officer and you don't drop the act like, like you're saying, and you walk up with a mask, you're going to get your bubble burst. And they're going to come home questioning yourself, questioning why you want to do this. And, and that, you know, if, if you want to do it the right way, I, I'm loving this advice. Drop the act, take off the mask, and talk to them like a normal person. And I don't think anybody said that yet. Thank you. Thank you, Crimson. Of course. And, you know, along those lines, because, I know what you do, you know, when you're out there. I've seen you. I've seen you, you know, when you walk by cars, when you walk by people. What sort of training? Because this is important. We're trying to compile all these good training tips, and we get different tips from everybody. You'd think everybody would be along the same lines, but, you know, we get um, a nice variety. So what would you tell a noob out there? Because they're happening all the time. You know there's going to be a kick-ass three. So you know that even if this dies down for a bit, which it probably never will, probably just keep growing, as soon as kick-ass three comes out, there's going to be this influx of, of people wanting to just go out there and prevent crime. If they were all sitting in a room in front of you right now, what what tips would you tell them? What, training, Training-wise, what would you tell them? Do this first before you even put on a mask. Oh, man, that's a tough, tough question to answer because there's a lot of things that are springing in my mind. Good. You know, depending, on, depending on what you're wanting to do, what your goal is as a superhero, I mean, mm-hmm. it varies, of course. If you're, if you're looking to, you know, be, uh, you know, more proactive in fighting crime, if you're looking to, you know, potentially be in a dangerous situation, obviously, you know, learn how to defend yourself whatever, you know, martial arts, you know, feels right to you and actually seems like it would work on the street because there are definitely some that work better than others. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, a big thing to always take into consideration is, I don't want to say post, but practice conversation with people. You know, practice social interaction with people because that's something that's very sorely lacking with a lot of people that decide to do this. You know, it's people that are kind of, you know, they're not, you know, loners, you know, hiding in the shadows, but it's people that, you know, aren't always necessarily the most outgoing in public. 
Uh, and I know that was something that, that I dealt with a lot. You know, I, I once I, you know, get my uh, get my guard down a little bit, once I feel comfortable in an area, then I, I you know, come out of my shell a good bit. But I know for me personally, I, you know, whenever I be in an area, I'm, I'm tend to be very reserved. Um, and it's something that you've, you've got to get past if you want to be any good at this because you're going to have to talk to people. You know, you're going to have to deal. Because, I mean, if you're dealing with a crime, there's going to be a victim, and you're going to have to talk to the police, and you're going to have to talk to, you know, people who have questions for you. And so you have to be able to get in the comfort zone with that and get in the comfort zone to where you're confident enough in yourself to just say what happened. You know, this guy did this, and I had to do that. And I... I'm comfortable enough, you know, I know what I'm doing well enough to where I can just say that and I don't have to feel nervous or worried about how you're going to react. Um, so that's one thing. Um, you know, a big thing for me personally, uh, and I feel like it's something that you kind of have to take into consideration if you're going to try to, you know, be, be active uh, in, in that kind of arena is your physical fitness, you know? Um, and you got to be honest with yourself about your physical fitness when you start. Uh, because a lot of people, you know, they they try to just kind of, they just say, you know what, this is, this is what superheroes wear. They wear spandex. I'm going to get spandex, and I put it on. And I hate to say it, but a lot of people, they they are out of shape, and you can see this. And it, it really makes it hard for people to, take you seriously. So you have to kind of be aware of where you're at and definitely what you need to realistically do to get yourself prepared for, you know, a potential physical confrontation. You have to get your body ready. And if you don't do that, you're just, you know, you're asking to get hurt. Um, and, you know, those two things, you know, whatever your, your method of getting physically fit and getting, you know, your body acclimated to performing, you know, whether you, you know, just do strength training, whether you're doing parkour, whether you're doing whatever, to get your body conditioned is crucial. Right, um, right. And, it, and, you know, it actually, it, it goes hand in hand with, like, the, the homeless outreach. You know, you're going to be carrying stuff around a lot. You know, you have to be able to handle the load of what you're taking out to hand out without, you know, feeling winded and wanting to give up halfway through your patrol. Yeah, I'm I'm taking notes. <laughs> so if I'm quiet, I'm sitting here taking notes on all of this. So this is all very good stuff. Um, keep going, please. If there's more you want to say about uh, what they should do before they head out on the street. You know, there is one, one thing that I think is a, a, a crucial thing, and, I, and this is probably the last I'll say because I'm, I'm sure I'm going to harp on to it for a while. Um, know how to use the things you bring on patrol with you. Ha-ha. You know, a lot of, yes. of it's, I can't even tell you, you know, I see people that will bring, say, pepper spray on patrol. And you know, I mean, it's pepper spray. You know how to operate pepper spray. You push the button, and the pepper spray comes out, and it shoots out the end. But you ask these people, 
how do you determine if you're upwind or downwind? And they don't know. And so, you know, that's the difference between you spraying a perp in the face and you spraying yourself in the face with your own oh. pepper spray. Um, oh, wow. You know, just little stuff like that. If, you know, I see people bringing, uh, like, extendable batons on patrols. And, you know, I have one myself. I bring it out sometimes. But, you know, people have that and they know one thing to do with it, and that's striking. You know, you come at me and I will hit you with this. And that's an easy way to severely hurt somebody and potentially be way excessive force and get you into trouble. Uh, but people don't understand that, you know, a baton has a lot of uses. You can very easily use it to just, you know, take somebody down and keep them down with a, you know, torquing a joint and things like that, hook it under their arm and torque their shoulder. Um, right. And, you know, just little stuff like that. If you're going to bring something on patrol, A, know if it's legal for you to have, um, and B, know how to use it in a way that's not going to hurt you or hurt somebody else too much. Now, the, there's in the chat room, we've got uh, John Drop. Hi, John Drop. Uh, he's saying, suggesting to use a foam um, OC spray. Wind is a lot less of, con- of a concern. So that's a, that's a good one, too. You know, this is... Know not how to... Know how to not kill people. Know how to not kill... <laughs> yes, that's quite important. That is sage advice right there. That really is. Okay, on the serious side, that people... We've seen it happen a couple times, so um, <clears throat> I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. Excuse me. But the, the chances of someone getting an assault charge and ending up being arrested themselves when they actually geared up the whole night to go out and help their communities and then not realizing when self-defense has turned into assault, you know, and getting, getting taken in. So that, that's just, that would be the worst, well, one of the worst things that can happen to you. So when you say know your laws, know how to use what you're using, what you're bringing with you, that's also very good advice. Um, and with that, can I ask you what you bring with you? Did you, is, is, did you just name a lot of the stuff that you have? Uh, oh, I, I do have a, a pretty standard set of stuff. You know, I, I, I try to keep it pretty old school. I, I keep a utilities all on me. Um, and so I always have at least five or six pieces a year on my belt. Um, first and foremost, I always bring a flashlight and I always bring a first aid kit. Um, and, you know, those come out with me regardless of, you know, if I'm patrolling for crime, if I'm doing a homeless handout, if I'm, you know, showing up at a charity event and, you know, help, you know, trying to raise money for something. I always have those two things with me because you never know when you're going to need one of the two. Um, some other things I keep on my belt, uh, I, I always have pepper spray. Uh, I always have my, my stun gun. Uh, and those, you know, those are my, my two self-defense devices that I feel most comfortable using and I prefer to use because uh, they also happen to be the most uh, non-lethal or, you know, less, the least dangerous to use on somebody. Um, right, let me go back to my checklist. So I got first aid kit, flashlight, those two guys. Uh, I most often than not bring a pair of zip-tie handcuffs. Um, never had to use them, you know, Citizens arrest can be kind of dicey, uh, but I keep a pair with me just in case. You never know when you're going to need it. Uh, I have what I call my patrol wallet. You know, I don't like to keep 
my whole, you know, my wallet with all my credit cards and everything like that in my pocket, uh, just in case something bad should happen to me and I end up on the, the losing end of a, a confrontation. I don't want people, you know, getting my wallet and going and, you know, running up everything on my credit card. So I have a patrol wallet where I just keep um, backup batteries for everything, which is a very important thing for you to have if you're going to be doing this. Anything that you have with batteries, bring a spare pair. Uh, but I keep backup batteries, my ID, my medical insurance card, uh, my one car key, a couple bucks and change, uh, and then uh, if I can fit it in there, depending on the night, I'll put my cell phone in there as well. So, And then sometimes it's on, but I try not to bring that out as much as I can. Now, you guys uh, have a lot more that you can carry than we can here in California. I know that we're not allowed to bring the baton. Right, Bud? Can't bring the baton. Can't bring the... We can't bring... Can we bring a taser? I, I know it varies from county to county, so... Um, I think... I, I at least can. know when I, yeah. was, uh, when I was in Los Angeles, we could not have our stun guns with us. Right. So. Right. So, <laughs> definitely... You, you know, here's, here's something I heard about, um, and I heard about it from a minority of one. If you guys um, heard our, our live... Our active shooter scenario um, episode. He was our guest, and he he was talking about using um, wasp spray as opposed to pepper spray. But you know, I, I was looking that up, and there there are pros and cons. Wasp spray is is you know it'll shoot farther and such, but it does some serious damage. So. Yes. Yeah, that stuff is a. Uh, um, but it's interesting. I'm finding that more and more people are carrying that. I guess that's when they want to shoot to drop somebody. You know what I mean? When you'd want to shoot that spray, yeah. and you know, because bear mace is pretty screwed up too. But we know someone who carries that. He was on the show last week. No, last Tuesday actually. Um, I don't know. Let me ask you this, and this is something I never got to ask the other uh, the other guests. But I want to ask you if you had unlimited funds. <laughs> <laughs> would you, what would you do with that? Would you build yourself a bat suit? Um, probably to a very small extent, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I I I think that it's not completely necessary. You know, obviously, it would be great to be able to have you know full armored protection like you see in like the Batman movies. But, you know, for me personally, at least, I don't need all that. You know, there's a, a much, you know, there are much better things that I could think of to spend unlimited funds on, and that would be, you know, way more towards humanitarian efforts. Uh, and then a good bit of it would, you know, just go towards uh, maintenance costs, you know. That's the one thing about being a superhero is it's not always cheap. You've got to be able to you know, buy new batteries for your gear or get your, get your you know, gear fixed or, you know, for example, my, my stun knuckles just broke and now I've got to buy a new pair, sort of things like that. So that would, uh, you know, I, I would probably, if I had a limited funds, I would keep myself just about where I'm at right now and just, uh, you know, try to, try to keep myself uh, as stable as humanly possible. Mm, I love that you would use a lot of it on your uh, on helping others. 
No, yeah. No gyrocopter? No gyrocopter? You sure you wouldn't have a... You know what? A, what I, can't, we, I can't lie. I did, I lie. did see this really cool one-man helicopter on the Internet earlier, so I would probably buy that. <laughs> yeah, <man>. Nice. <laughs> see, you know, I think uh, Victor's always talking about his uh, his jetpack. He, <laughs> he wants a jetpack. Just like there's a, there's a scene that never made it into L.A. story, and it was with uh, John Lithgow. Oh, yeah. And so Harry Zell. Harry Zell was his name, and he arrived to every, he got to every meeting using his jetpack, and then he would skip. He wouldn't run, he wouldn't walk, he would skip to his meeting. Anyway, so anybody who's ever seen that is, uh, is going, oh my God, I know what she's talking about. Everybody else is going, what the hell is she talking about? Um, John Drop suggests a suit of armor made of puppies. No one would ever touch you, he's saying. That's great, Drop. I want you on my team, like, now. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, you know what? Now I'm going to have to make Victor draw that, uh, a, a suit made of puppies. That that the would be... Would the cute would dominate. <laughs> yes, the cute would dominate. I want a typical night from you, Crimson, because we got to spend a little bit of time, but we didn't really go on, you know, patrol, patrol. We, you know, we, we got to see you for, like, a few minutes here and there checking things out, but... What's a typical night for you like when you gear up and you're out, you're out of there and, you know, and then you make it home safely, knock on wood for every single time. How does that go? Um, Generally speaking, very, very slowly. Um, It's it's a pretty boring lifestyle that that goes. You know, it has its moments of excitement. Every now and again, something, you know, something will happen. But generally speaking, a night for me is I leave my house about 9 o'clock or so, 9.30, get to my patrol area about 10 o'clock, and then I'm out wandering around for uh, about six hours. Um, you know, I, and I, I patrol regardless of the weather, you know, rain or shine, whether it's freezing cold, whatever. I, I If it's my patrol night, I'm out there. Uh, so... Usually it ends up being pretty unpleasant. You know, I'm just out wandering around, you know, shivering or, you know, having water running down my face sort of thing. Uh, and then there's the, the rare occasion, you know, maybe one night a week when I'm patrolling or, you know, maybe a couple times in a night that you'll come across something, you know, whether, a, you know, a card is getting broken into um uh, that's what we, we run into more than anything here is, is vehicle larceny. Uh, and so generally, you know, I'll find, you know, a car that's been hit, and I'll go canvas that street that I found it on, try to find people out, say, you know, did you see it? When did it happen? Can you tell me who did it? Um, and we that tends to work out fairly well for me here because we do have a lot of very observant people in the neighborhood, uh, ranging from, you know, we've got a lot of, uh, like, the homeless guys that are around, and I can say, you know, hey, did you see what happened? And they'll tell me. Uh, and, you know, ranging all the way up to the, the people that, that live in the neighborhood, they really keep an eye out for stuff, and they report amongst each other. Uh, so I can pretty much get details on things very quickly. A lot of times before the cops get the information, they'll all, you know, call it in when the cops show up. I'll pass on descriptions of people, everything they need. Uh, so I'm going to helicopter flying over me here right now. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it's it's not a, a, a glamorous life. You know, it's very, very unexciting for the most part, but it's also a very rewarding life. Um, 
But yeah, there's really not much more to say about it, but an average night for me. Well, so you can go through, say, I don't know, maybe 10 nights where nothing goes on. And then there's that one adrenaline pumping night that just makes it all worth it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's usually not quite as big of a break. You know, I'll say, you know, I patrol three, four nights a week, and it's almost guaranteed at least one of those nights there's going to be something happening. You know, here in Castleberry, we have an average, um, just overall when it comes to crime, we have an average of one crime a night. Um, And so, you know, it's pretty much guaranteed that something's going to happen when I'm out. Um, And, you know, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Wow. Now, you know, one thing I didn't get to ask you while we were there, and I asked you a lot of questions, and I'm asking them again. I hope you don't mind, because our, you know, our non-RLSH audience and a lot of the RLSH, they have no idea where you started, you know, what your patrol is like, et cetera. So, so we're filling in all the gaps here. And I never got to ask you what your scariest moment out there was. Oh, you know what? That's actually a very easy question to answer. Uh, uh-huh. Well, well, that depends. Are you talking since I started patrolling here, or just in general when I was patrolling other neighborhoods? In gen- just in general. Okay. Well, I, I might I might tell you two stories if I can keep it. Oh, ready. please, please do. Yeah. Um. So the first story was many years ago. I, I can't even let's see. It's probably about six years ago because I think I was about two years into doing this. Um, I was out on patrol one night uh, in. An, an area on the, the northwest side of Atlanta. Um, and I came across a, a mugging. Uh, this was when I was, you know, I'd been doing it for two years, but I was still very naive. I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, but I saw, you know, it was a, like a recessed doorway on a storefront, and I saw that two guys had a guy backed up into that corner and one of the guys had a baseball bat, and they were trying to get this guy's wallet or whatever. And I was wow. just like, you know, I'm some, some, I, you know, I can't not do anything in this situation. This was kind of my one of my first, like, you know, holy crap, I'm a, I'm a superhero now. What do I do? Sort of situation. Um, and I did the reckless thing, um, which, in my opinion, still, you know, I still think that it was the right thing to do. Uh, but I did the reckless thing of I ran into that situation. You know, I, oh. I was like, if, you know, I know if I call the cops, they're going to get here, but they're not going to get here soon enough to keep that guy from getting hurt. Um, and so I just, I ran at him and knocked into the back of one of the guys and, you know, kind of <laughs> threw him off balance wow. a little bit. But uh, I didn't make a smart decision uh, and instead of, I hit the guy that didn't have the baseball bat first mm. Uh, mm. so I charged you know, I charged that guy knocked him into a kind of you know bumped him into a wall or whatever and the guy with the baseball bat turned to me here I am in my you know goofy little superhero outfit he turned to me and brought that baseball bat up and brought it down um, and he hit me probably Four times, I think. Um, oh my you know, god! Mostly, you know, the arm across the back, stuff like that. I did a pretty good job of, you know, getting into the defense curl and, and protecting my more vital 
bases as I could. Um, but yeah, that guy just he, he hit me with a baseball bat, as you know, uh, several times. Um, while that was going on, the guy who was getting mugged ran away. Uh, and so, you know, as I'm sitting here, you know, trying as best I can to fend off, you know, the, the attack that's coming at me, uh, I realized I had a clear shot to a particular part of this gentleman's body. Ha ha. Um, and so I, you know, reached my hand out and I squeezed him by the balls and he was like, you know, had that brief, like, what the heck's going on? Because, you know, I, 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 I need to preface. I wasn't gently squeezing. I, it was a very, <laughs> very firm, painful right. grip. Um, and <laughs> it took that second that I got and got the hell out of there as best I could uh, and managed to managed to get myself away well enough to where they didn't, at least decided not to come after me. Um, and so that was definitely... The, one of the more scary nights that I've had out here. Um, it was not something that I would ever want to do again. Uh, it, you know, but obviously, if it comes down to the situation, you have to do what you have to do. Um, a more recent story was about a year ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I was out one night. It was myself and my wife, Metadata, and ours had just bought out. It was probably about two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, usually when they start kicking people out of the bars in, in Castleberry, I'll patrol the streets, you know, around the bars and make sure, you know, nobody's getting into their cars when they shouldn't be, and, you know, just kind of generally make sure everything's going good for the people who are, you know, inebriated. Um, and we came across uh, a group of guys that were having an argument. Two of the guys were, you know, kind of posturing like they were going to start throwing fists at each other, stuff like that. Uh, and... At the same time, all the neighbors, all the people that live in the buildings around them are, like, yelling out their windows, you know, will you guys just leave? It's three in the morning, whatever, whatever. Wow. Um, and so these guys start going at it. Um, one of them gets knocked down, hits the, hits the pavement with his head, just gets a big, nasty, you know, gash on his head, has a concussion. Oh. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, all right, that's, this is the end of it. I, it's not going to go away, so I've got to go do something. So I go across the street. Uh, and I, you know, managed to get them separated from each other. Um, you know, the guy with the concussion gets up, and we're kind of just trying to get everybody to go their separate ways. Uh, and they, the other gentleman decides that he's not done fighting yet, so he starts going back at this guy. Uh, who is he's, This guy's in no shape to fight back. You know, he, he hardly knows where he's at at that point. Um, and so I pulled out my thumb knuckles, and I went up and zapped the guy in the kidney. Um, hmm. You know, we took him down. I was just like, listen, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to let you get at this guy anymore. You know, the fight is done. Um, and, you know, took the guy down, and, you know, it's a stun gun. It lasts for a little while, and then it's over. And so, you know, the guy gets back up, and by that time, uh, my wife had moved the other two guys kind of farther down the street to get him out of the situation. Um, so the guy I son gets up and, you know, he's starting to get in my face, you know, you know, do you want to zap me again, bro? You want to zap me again, whatever. And I looked down in my hand and my stun knuckles, they have a, a little red light that tells you when they're turned on. 
And mm-hmm. I looked down, and that little red light's not on anymore. And I realized that, oh, man, my batteries are dead. And this is a bad situation. Because this guy was, like, four times my size. He was huge. And I was just like, this is about to be a really bad situation. Um, and I just, I, I bluffed my way out of it. You know, I just, I got right back in his, you know, got back in his face, and I was just like, you don't want to do this, man. You really don't want to do this. And eventually his friend was just like, no, man, it's not worth it, whatever. Got him out of there. Uh, it saved, saved my skin that he had a friend there with him, because otherwise it was just, it, it wasn't going to end well for one of us. And I have a feeling I know which one of us it was going to be. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, that was that was definitely that was actually when I, that after that night is when I started making sure you know that was when I realized the batteries I have to have backup batteries for everything, have to make sure my batteries are fully charged before I go out because that's I, that is not happening again. Yeah, if you're out there by yourself, man, and you've got if you got if you got a bigger guy at you and and it's between you and him and and a stun gun and your stun gun leaves you. You know, and abandons yeah. you, you're screwed. So that's, yeah, smart uh, advice right there, kids. Are you writing this down? Make sure you have good battery chargers for everything, especially the phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, ni- that 911 call, if your phone is dead, that's it. You're out of luck. You're, you're you know, incommunicado now. That's not a safe place to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, uh, I actually lucked out with the phone. Uh, I, I have three batteries, like battery backups for my phone uh, that have been sent to me by, by various people when I've mentioned stuff like that. They're just like, oh, I've got a backup one of those. Why don't I send it to you? Uh, and so now it's, I have one that I keep, I keep on me, and then I have two fully charged in my car just in case. You know, worst case hmm. scenario, if I can get to my car, I can make a call. Uh, nice. It's always, good to, it's always good to have backups for your stuff. So. Definitely. Now, speaking of backup, have you... I know that once in a while you'll go out with somebody else, but how, you know, do you prefer to be by yourself out there? Or would you actually like to have um, a couple of people with you? Do they impede you in any way or? It's, it's kind of hard to say um, because, you know, I, I have patrolled with a team in the past. Unfortunately, you know, things just scheduling wise and, and all that just didn't, didn't really work out, you know, um, I would love patrolling with, with people again uh, because, you know, clearly there are major benefits. You can cover more ground. You can watch each other's back. If something happens, I know that I have backup. Right. Um, but at the same time, it, it, it's hard to make a team with people unless they're in the right mindset. You know, that's one of the things, like, like I've always been a big fan of, uh, you know, not to, you know, pat you guys on the back or anything, but a big fan of, like, all the initiative teams because it really does seem like these are all people that have a very similar mindset and very similar goals. <laughs> yeah, we're and all so crazy. Find, <laughs> yeah, that too, but I mean, come on. <laughs> no, but, no, know, when I you. Find, yeah. When you have people like that that, that you know, you know, I don't even have to say anything, and I know that you understand what I'm thinking in a situation. You know, when you have that kind of bond with with the people you're on patrol with, it can be phenomenal. But when you don't have that kind of bond, it can be extremely detrimental. 
Oh, yeah. You know, if yeah. I'm, you know, it's, you know, if I'm on patrol and I'm expecting, you know, I've got your back and I'm expecting you to have my back, and I turn around and I don't know where you are because you <laughs> wandered off somewhere or something like that, you know, and it's 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 happened, you know. Uh, I I do have to say the guys that I had been patrolling with previously in the year are all phenomenal. And, I, you know, I really do hope that I, we can kind of start getting the group back together again uh, because it, 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 we did have a great dynamic. Um, but, yeah, there have definitely been people that I've worked with in the past where it was just like, you know, you turn around and it's, you know, it's like the disappearing man. Oh, man. You know, and that's so important for people who are, you know, I was, I was telling um, – superhero last last week that we have you know over um it's going to be over a thousand listens per show uh much of that is archived but i know that i don't know a thousand um rlsh <laughs> so i know that there are a ton of of non-patrolling um people listening and when he says things like this it's absolutely true now in in you know when when you're part of a, a team of, you know, two police can go out, police officers can go out together. They know they've got each other's back. I mean, you know, it, how often do you hear where one partner doesn't have the other's back? <clears throat> they're, they're paid, number one. They're dedicated. This is their life, it's their livelihood. When you've got a volunteer thing like the RLSH um, going out and patrolling, it's, it's a rare thing, like he's saying, to to have someone that knows, you know, pretty much what you're thinking, um, to know that they, they treat you like family, like your protection is as important as their own. That's, that's priceless out there and it's, and it's rare. So I hear exactly what you're saying, Crimson. It's, it's, you know, and that's why I'm very grateful for the guys that I go out with every week. They, uh, they got my back, you know, um, and, uh, they know I've got theirs. So we have these really big life insurance policies that we have to take out to make sure that, you know, um, that we're, you know, we're protecting our families too when we're out there. But I, I really believe that, uh, that you're, you feel like one of those lone wolf type guys to me. I mean, I, I get the feeling that your, your team is going to, you know, is going to grow. Um, it's quality is more important than quantity. So uh, I'm glad you're being you're being kind of picky, uh, but at the same time, I, I you're a pretty friendly guy. So I could see how once someone can get their schedule together with you, that that you guys would you would just have a team that actually sticks, you know, and and does this because you've been doing this for so long. I would hate to ever see you stop. I don't think you could. Could you stop? You know? No. No. That's what I, I thought. You know. <laughs> I always say that there there's going to be a time when I can't like put on this mask and still look at myself and go, I can wear this mask out, but there's never going to be a time where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop, you know, going out and trying to do what I can at least. So. Right. See, I, you know, I, I thought you were the one who said that, that, that said that you wouldn't, you know, you'd do it as long as you were physically capable of doing this. Um, and you know what, speaking of physically capable, no, no, you know, I'm not going to go to that yet. Uh, I'm going to go to, to something else. I'm going to ask you for your funniest 
story or your most heartwarming because that inspires a lot of people when they hear it and they're thinking about doing this. They hear a good story where it touches their heart or it makes them laugh or, you know, that's really cool. Then, you know, that's, that's sometimes that's just the impetus they're waiting for to put on a mask and get out there and do that. So you got any really awesome stories like that for me? Oh man. Um, you know, Other than being voted, most... you know, Atlanta's favorite superhero. That's pretty cool. You're right. That, that is a pretty hilarious story. <laughs> um, oh, man. Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll start with hilarious story. It's, it, it's okay. at least hilarious to me. Uh, just, It's probably actually not really that funny, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Um, so in addition to doing the Crimson Fist thing, uh, I also patrol with the Atlanta Guardian Angels, which is, you know, a uh, citizen's patrol group that, you know, all over the country. Um, right. And I remember the first night I ever came to Castleberry Hill was with the Guardian Angels. And this was like right after that Superheroes documentary first debuted on HBO, like literally like the week that that, that documentary shut dropped. Um, and we we were on patrol and we came through Castleberry Hill and there was a, a bar down uh, in one corner of the neighborhood that uh, we had kind of struck a deal on of like anytime we come through, you know, can we get some, some water, get a Coke, whatever. And they were just like, yes, you know, if you're going to come through patrol our neighborhood, just come here, you know, get yourself, you know, whatever you need to drink. And we went down there one night and this was the, the first night I'd ever been in Castleberry Hill. I you know, met the owner of that bar and he was talking to us and he was saying, I just saw this really cool documentary on HBO last <laughs> night and I was doing some research. Have you guys heard about this guy in Atlanta, Crimson Fist? And, <laughs> nice. you know, at that time I was, I think I was the only person in that group who knew who I was. I hadn't told anybody yet. Uh, and it was just like, it was just the most awkward like, I, you know, that was, I, I think really that was like the first time that anyone had ever brought me up to me. <laughs> and so I was just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, am I supposed to be like, no, that guy's a loser just to right. cover myself? Or am I supposed to be like, yeah, he sounds really cool. You guys should really get behind that guy. <laughs> um, and, you know, n- you know, now like Mike, the guy that owns that bar, me and him are, are great friends. I'll pop in there all the time when I'm on patrol. Um, but it was just, it was, it was always so funny to me to think that like that, that day that guy had looked me up on the internet and then later that night seen my face and had no idea who I was. Right. Right. You had that Clark Kent moment, you know, wow, that's too funny. Um, give me a heartwarming one. Oh man, a heartwarming story. Uh, this, this is easy. This is obvious. This is or to me like one of the half, one of the things I've done that's just made me happiest that it, you know ever since I started doing this, I was about five six months ago. Um, I had the opportunity of going to one of the local homeless shelters here in Atlanta. Uh, it's called the Gateway Center, uh, and they asked me to come in and just read a book to a bunch of kids. Um, and it was it, like that was the one of the greatest experiences of my life, you know, being able to go, because I'd been in Gateway before, 
you know, I'd, I'd met people from the shelters, but to be able to go in and just see the scope, you know, I was, I was in a room at just that one shelter with 20, 30 kids that didn't have houses, you know, that were living in a homeless shelter. And, you know, just to be able to sit down and, you know, fumble my way through a book that I had never read before, which was interesting to do. I, I did learn that it's really hard to read a book while wearing a superhero mask. Um, but, you know, just to be able to sit here and, and, you know, these kids didn't care that I was messing up this story um, because, you know, they were, they were, you know, getting something that every kid should get. You know, they were getting read to, and that's a beautiful thing, and I'm, I'm so glad that I was able to, to have that opportunity. Um, and you know it was it was a blast you know after after I finished the book, you know all the kids came up and they they had all their questions they wanted to to know about my superpowers and wanted to try on my mask and uh, I remember one one of the kids uh, he put on my mask and then he said that he could feel his superpowers and he he started running across the room to show me how fast he could run now wow um and it was it was it was amazing it really was. I can I can hear you getting all verklempt right now. By the way, I think yeah, that's so bit, sweet. Oh, that's sweet. Is it? Aren't there pictures? Um, I think I I stole a couple of pictures from that when you were reading those kids. Yeah, and put them up. Uh, there's at least one picture I know of. Yeah, that was that. The picture's great. In fact, if you're listening in and you're looking at the tribe radio link. There's a slideshow that goes on. It gives you something to look at. And I, I snagged a bunch of Crimson's pictures on there. So um, that would be, especially kids, you know what? The ripples. Can you let's, let's think best case scenario here. You inspired some child to want to be just like you and do good things like that and do good deeds. So years later, some kid finds you when you are got you got your gray hair and, you know, a little bit of arthritis. And he's like, you know I did this because you did that for me when I was a kid. Can you imagine? It could happen. Yeah. It could happen. That'd be fantastic. See, that's 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 a uh, that's me. Rock is quite the dreamer, isn't she? But I'm talking about myself in third person. That's kind of creepy. <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I'm going. He's going to respond with a soundbite because that's what he does. Um. You know what, if, if you, it's it's getting to that, that holiday season right now, it's getting to, because your story reminds me of, of just, you know, like when I was out there today and I'm seeing people already carrying what I'm assuming are a bunch of presents out there and they're taking them out to their car and I'm walking by these cars going, oh, are you kidding me? You don't think I see that Xbox out there? What would you tell our listeners? Give them some advice because they, you know, there there are things that they do every day that they don't think twice about that just make them easy targets for the bad guys out there. Oh, well, I mean, especially when it comes to cars, um, it's important to exercise what it, we hear in, in Atlanta, we, it's referred to as the clean car campaign, something that the police put on for huh. uh-huh. um, And it's, you know, it's basically a way of educating people how to keep yourself from becoming a victim of a break-in. Um, and in the Christmas season, it's, 
ridiculously important to be mindful of stuff like this because, like you said, you're going to be buying a lot of stuff. You're going to be putting it in your car or you're going to be carrying it around with you, and it's going to make you a potential target for somebody. Um, so if you're putting things in your car, you know, don't put them in the back seat. Put them in the trunk sort of thing. If you have, you know, valuables of any sort in your car, you know, laptops, cell phones, whatever, lock them away in the trunk uh, as well as, you know, like the charger for your phone or things like that. Don't leave stuff like that just sitting out because it's going to make people want to, you know, people are going to smash your window to see what that cord goes to uh, or to see what's in your book bag that's in the back seat, even though it's just a book bag. You know, it's not a laptop case. It's just it's your school books or whatever. People are going to want to know what's in that bag, and that's going to potentially make you a victim. Um one thing that I've run into a lot that a lot of people don't think about all the time is uh, if you're going to be putting something in the trunk of your car, you know, let's say, for example, you're at the mall and you're shopping Mm -hmm. and you put something in the trunk of your car and then you're going to go back in, move your car somewhere. Because what we run into a lot is people will just watch parking lots and they'll say, that lady just put bags in her car and went back inside, and they'll go, they'll smash your window, they'll pop your trunk, and they'll get your stuff. Wow. Um, yeah, and, and it happens all the time. People don't even think about it. You know, little stuff like that, you know, if you're, you know, if you're on your way somewhere and you know you're going to be leaving your car for a while, stop at the gas station first and put the stuff in the trunk and then drive the rest of the way. Uh, and then you won't, you know, it, nobody's going to notice anything. Nobody's going to really come and check your car. As long as your car looks clean, then nobody's going to mess with you. Um, and, you know, and it just, it just goes for, for anything. Like I said, if you're, if you're just out shopping and you're walking around, just be mindful. You know, be aware of what's around you. Be aware of the people around you and what they're doing. Um, because, you know, it's not hard at all to come up behind, beside somebody and snatch a bag off their arm and run away. Um, and it's hard to protect yourself from that, and uh, you know, with the exception of just being aware. If something looks suspicious, if someone looks suspicious, that's because they are. Move away from them. You know, go somewhere else and protect yourself. And it's that easy. Now, I would have never thought of uh, moving my car after taking. Um the packages back in. That's that's some new good advice that I'm going to be using. Um, we've also got people in the chat room advising uh, to leave the windows open. I believe that was John Drop. Leaving your windows open. Now, I could see that working unless it's freezing cold you know, out there. Um, but then again, I guess having the windows down would be better than having a smashed window that you can't roll up later. So, yeah, uh, yeah that does make sense. Uh, or... or or walk softly, carry a big battle axe. My goodness. Um, <laughs> we, we also make a habit of when we uh, when we go out and bring the car, we if we have stuff we need to hide, rather than throw it in to the trunk by opening the the trunk, we open we pull down the back seats and push yeah, it in that way, so people on the outside don't see you doing yeah, it. Yeah, that that's true. That works, but if you've got a car that doesn't have that fold down back seat, you know, with access yeah, yeah. to the trunk, then you're, you know, you're kind of out of luck. But yeah, that's a way to do it also. As long as they don't see you doing it, that's, that's true. Um, 
Yeah, we, we unfortunately got came back to our vehicle one night. This was years ago before any of this RLSH stuff. And Bugs rolling his eyes. I wasn't even going to bust you out like that, honey. I wasn't going to say that you left the packages on the back seat. But, but now you just But now did. I just did. <laughs> this was years ago, and we were Asshole. all going to a club. Yeah, I'm the ass because I left everyone's gear you on the back You are correct, sir. <laughs> But, yeah, we came back, and, man, you know, we have this van, the same van that we took across country that we took to Crimson's house, and those windows are huge, and they bashed a big window out. Man, those things are expensive to replace. And it was freezing cold, you know, on the way home from San Francisco. Um, (laughs) Rock is not to be trusted. Thank you, Drop. Next time I see you, which is going to be sooner than you think, I'm going to tweak you in the nose. Um... I'm I'm reading the chat room. I'm sorry. I shouldn't read it uh, because he and Bug are writing just goofy things. Um, But there's a a thing that we volunteered to do with the police out here. They have this uh, uh, auto theft prevention um, campaign where they'll go to the areas around town where there are a lot of break-ins. And they happen to be um, this one parking structure. Even though it has has, uh, cameras, people are still breaking into these cars because they know that people will park there and then they'll take off and go to work. So what they gave us were all these these little pamphlets and these little, they look like grocery shopping list tickets. But what they are, uh, the pamphlets talked about um, ways to keep their cars safe and all the gear safe. And the little tickets were for us to go around from car to car to see if we saw anything sitting on a seat or anything out in the open and to write them a little, uh, well, the, the ticket itself said, check this out, this is good. If I were a thief right now, your stuff would be gone. That's what each ticket said. And then it had little lines on the paper where you could write, this was showing. And then you signed your name because you're, you know, we're uh, police police academy uh, volunteers and so we they wanted us to sign our names so we did and you know what i saw in that parking lot oh my god if i were a thief there was a laptop bag sitting right there with a laptop in it you could see the little you know on the seat there was a purse sitting there there was stereo equipment just oh my god so many different things that people left and i thought you people are way too too trusting because we have this really quiet town but that's too trusting you know yeah. and and sometimes i think god if i really wanted to start a life of crime it's really easy but that's good you have to think that way because you have to kind of put yourself in their mindset right yeah. you know that is very true yeah so um that's See, that's good advice, you guys. Do, you know, be careful. Because the saddest thing you hear is when someone says, I bought all my Christmas presents, I put them in the car, and they got into my car, and they're all gone. There goes part of your Christmas. You know, it's the saddest thing. But it's it's the Christmas season. Uh, there's a friend of ours. She just came over last night, and she was saying how in her neighborhood uh, the police are handing out these things warning them of a uh, break-in spree that's going on and the police are saying you know it's that time of year and people unemployment you know is hurting people so desperate times call for desperate measures be very careful so along with all this holiday cheer there comes a holiday desperation of people who really want to buy gifts with money they don't have um so that's that's good advice that you gave out 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shift this conversation for just a minute oh, because God. what? <laughs> you, you should be frightened. You especially should. It doesn't be work that way. It does work that way. Shut up, Arnold. Um, we got to spend time with you and metadata, and that was oh my God, that woman has a pair of lungs. That just she can sing, but what most people don't know about Crimson Fist, and I'm gonna bust you out right here, brother. Sorry, you came on the show, you took your chances. This guy can sing like a mofo. I am not kidding. I mean, we went to karaoke together, and half the time he had the microphone in his hand, I was recording him, and I didn't post up a lot of that because I'm saving a lot for the doc, but. I didn't, you know, nobody knows you can sing unless they go hang out with you at a karaoke bar. That's pretty pretty cool. How often do you get, do you ever get to sing with a band or anything like that? No, you know, I used to um, several years ago. Not with a band or anything. I, I would just, you know, I'd go out and do open mics by myself, things like that. Um, but no, you know, the pretty much the extent of my singing now is either sitting around the house or doing karaoke. Really? Well, uh yeah, I, I I agree with Seattle Overwatch. I think uh, Crimson Fish just got voluntold <laughs> nice to sing for us. If you don't give me like two seconds of anything right now, I I'll be so hurt. I really will, and I'll I'll I'm guilting you. Yes, that's manipulative, but that's you know don't you read the posts? That's what I do. So uh, give me a fat beat to beat my butt. <laughs> Thank you. I think he was waiting all, all month to use that time. Yeah, oh, I am putting you on the spot. You have an awesome voice. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I want to hear some of it. Because great voices don't need backup. They can just acapella out and and make the host very happy. All right, all right. I'll, I'll do a little something for you. And I apologize in advance uh, if this sounds terrible. I, you know. I haven't warmed myself up or anything, but okay, okay. We know, we know you're out in the cold. We know you're out warm, you know, walking around. So that's okay. It's quarter to three. There's no one in the play except you and me. Oh, you can't leave so me hanging. Dead, like that. Oh. Oh, I said, there's a pause in the song. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, sorry. Oh, am I still singing? Yes, you are. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I have to hear more. So set them up, Joe. I've got a little story I think you should know. We're drinking, my friend, to the end of a brief episode. So make it one for my baby, yeah, and one more for the road. And that's how you sing, Dear God, what is that thing? What is that? Did you hear that? Dear God, did you really? That was beautiful. Now, you didn't sing with us 
on our uh, our charity CD last year, our, our uh, holiday charity CD. I think we're going to have to put together a charity CD. That's right. I called it first here, right now, December. What is this? December fourth, December fifth, whatever. Uh, it is. <laughs> it is. Um, Okay, you know what, Bug? You can't show me things while I'm trying to host a radio show here because it throws my train of thought off. I'm going to get together. Thank you, your mother. I'm going to get together a a charity CD of any covers that RLSH want to do. And since, you know, we can do this because we're technically not asking for any money, we're going to have the money go straight to somebody else, straight to whatever charity it is. And Crimson Fist, I'm not asking you. I'm pretty much booking you (laughs) for a spot on that on that CD, so you better think of, yeah, better think of uh, something you want to do, and I know Night Owl was supposed to so, do too. this all seems horrible. I swear I'm going to reach over there, because you're right across the desk, and I'm going to kick you. Boring! <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Night Bug. Um, I know where you sleep, buddy. Just keep it up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so Crimson, now... I want to know if you, when people ask you what you're all about, you know, when they're they're walking around, you know, they see you walking out there on the street, and they do want to come up and and question you about your outfit or whatever. Uh, wait, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold this this question for a minute because old superhero is now on the line, and I'm gonna welcome him to talk to you and uh, Buggy gonna bring him on there. Thank you, sir. It's Superhero. Hey. You know what to do. There's that voice. <laughs> Great. How are you? This is our wonderful guest from, from on Tuesday. And, oh, man, that was a lot of fun. You guys, you guys are spoiling me. You know, we're going to bring somebody in here who isn't uh, in the real-life superhero community. I'm going to be like, oh, man, it's so boring. I miss those guys. So welcome, Soups. You got something you want to say to uh, Crimson? Oh, yeah, I just called to say, hey, Fisto, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man, about yourself. Yeah, any better I'd be twins. <laughs> I think I'm going to make a trip back up to Atlanta again, uh, one of the last two weeks of January. Are you going to be around? Yeah, yeah, just let me know whenever you're going to be in town, man. Cool, we can hit Abdullah the Butchers again and then uh, go out and do a patrol and maybe some karaoke. Oh, my That's God, so I want to join you. I want to join you guys. That's it. I'm, you're going to head out there. The last two weeks of January, Soups, I swear well, I want to be out there. <laughs> let me check. Lady Hero, what, when is your yoga conference in Miami? Oh, I love her. January 27th. Is that the last week? Okay, so it'll be the third week of January. I'll probably head up to Atlanta. Come say hi. I can't. I'm not there You're not on camera. <laughs> She thinks you're going to see her. You can wear nothing if you want to. Come here. Nightbug's wearing nothing. So. That doesn't matter. you got no pants on. Stop it. Oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> Say hi. Hey, Crimson. Yeah. That's radio gold right there. I love it. He's hey. always that mean. You're mean. <laughs> no, he's mean. She was mean to me at dinner. Oh, no. What'd she make you eat your Brussels sprouts? What? Why? And he's paid even. 
Oh she made me, I was changing my shirt in the parking lot, and then she says, you could have just worn that other shirt. I had my Blue World Order shirt on. She says, well, I liked your shirt with the collar. So then I go to change it, and then after I change it, she says, uh, well, you could have just worn the Blue World Order shirt. I say, man, F you. Yeah, and I say, don't talk to me that way. <laughs> this is awesome stuff. Well, that hit the spot. conversation, man, did. Him have it needs to be taped because it's kind of like that. It just goes on and on all the time. She's got a nice butt, though. <laughs> She's Let's got go. a nice everything. I've got yeah, a hold of her butt. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? We couldn't have scripted this. This is sweet. This is, you see what you started, Crimson? This is all your fault. <laughs> yes, I take full responsibility. Are hey, there good Sue. places for karaoke up there, Crimson? Oh, hell yeah. Hey, In Atlanta? Yeah, there's some good spots. Yeah, I know the original Moe's is there, but I didn't know. There was that, where did that? Where did we go, Crimson? Because that place was sweet. That was a lot of fun. I can't even remember what that place was called. They had everything. I've never seen a karaoke place. Well, you know, we had we had our own room, Soups. It was really cool. And, Your own uh, room? Our own room. And you could, you know what they gave you? They didn't give you a book to choose out of. They gave you a freaking iPad. And you started typing in the name of the song. And the song, you know, if they had it, it would appear. I swear to God, Nightbug and I were blown away. Right, we were blown away by how many songs that they actually had that we've never seen on a karaoke list before. That place was sweet. Wow. Soups, you sing? I didn't know you sing. Do you sing? Oh, yes and no. It depends. Some things I'm better at. Yeah, it it depends what I'm singing. Okay, well, you got to give me two seconds of a song because Crimson did, and he's out on patrol. Oh, he's out on patrol? He is out on patrol right now talking to us. I told him I feel bad if he's distracted by this, but he's being pretty safe so far. But he sang. He sang, so uh, uh, we need a couple uh, seconds of singing from you, sir. Okay, uh, let's see. Fly me to the moon and let me play among the stars. Let me know what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. How's that? Wow! Blown away. First I get drop. I mean drop. Oh, I'm sorry, drop. I'm reading your thing, so I'm ignoring you now. First I get Crimson singing, and then I get you say, wow, okay, we need a third person. Who else sings? Somebody call in. Somebody call in. <laughs> anyway. Well, it depends, too. Like, when I when I do karaoke, like, I tried doing uh, Believe It or Not from The Greatest American Hero. Oh, oh man, Bug loves that song. He just well, that was it. in my gimmick, too. And uh, <laughs> it it came out okay, but, like, I did uh, B.O.C. Godzilla, and that came out much better because you practically, <laughs> you know, you have to shout that out pretty much. And I had a pretty good time with that. Nice. Yeah. You know what? This, I, it looks like I'll be, I'm going to try and be in Atlanta between January 19th and January 25th, somewhere in that window, if that works for you. Yeah, man. Just, uh... Just let me know what your, when you figure out your plans, and I'll make sure it works. Oh, wait. Let me take that back. I just got <laughs> yelled at by somebody with an electric toothbrush. 
<laughs> come here. Let him hear your electric toothbrush. I meant to... Yeah. No, come here. She's scolding me for trying to go. She, Why do you want to go up there when I'm here? Well, that should be pretty obvious, shouldn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. You're okay, so I'll see you later, huh? I'll give you a call. <laughs> You're the Aussie and Harriet of the superhero world. I love it. Love it. Okay, so probably between the 26th and the 1st, somewhere in that right. window, I'll probably come up. Cool deal, man. Groovy. We'll have a good we'll have a good time. We did last I hope Abdul is there this time. We'll see what we can work out. Sweet. Thank you, Soups. And tell Lady Hero thank you very much also. It's wonderful hearing both of you at the same time. Oh, no problem. Hey, tell Metadata yeah. I said hi. I just thought of that. I will let her know. And Lady Hero, really? you, you have the patience of a saint. You really yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> oh god yeah, a saint. <laughs> All right, Soups, you want to stay on or do you want us to uh, put you on hold? No, I'm going to go and take care of adventures here, but I just wanted to call in and say hi to Fifth. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in, sir. <laughs> you have, have a, a good, good night. <laughs> stay super. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, I love it. First of all, I love his voice. It's such a radio voice. Second, you yeah. know... I, I didn't know he sang. That's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. Um, and Lady Hero, oh, every time I hear something about that woman, I like her even more. She's she's a, she's funny. Um, so we've only got uh, about ten minutes left on the show. So w- I, the question I was asking you before uh, before we took the call was. When people come up and they ask you about it, do you what do you do? Do you give them the the elevator pitch, or do you give them cards or info? What if they wanted to join you? What what would you tell them? What's your elevator pitch? Oh man, I mean, I, I I'm pretty straightforward about what I do. You know, when people come up and they ask, you know, what are you doing? I always lead with the superhero thing. You know, I'm I'm a superhero. What are you doing? Um, because that just gets all that up right out of the way, right up front. And it leaves it open to, you know, explanation of, you know, this is what I'm doing, this is, you know, what you should look out for, because this is what I'm looking out for. Um, which, and that, that generally tends to appease most everybody. You know, everybody has their questions of, well, you know, aren't you afraid? You know, what what do you do if such and such happens sort of thing. But, right. you know. I, I'm pretty much an open book when it comes to stuff like that. I'll stop and talk to somebody as long as they want. Um, but, you know, usually people are just very satisfied with, you know, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm a superhero. Oh, okay. And then they go on their way. Um, but, you know, I, I'm a big uh, social media guy. And so whenever people are like, you know, I don't I don't give out cards or whatever, but I'm just like, Facebook me. Facebook me. We'll talk. You yep. know, I talk to people through Facebook Messenger, like, 18 hours out of the day. <laughs> you know, pretty much you know, <laughs> all day when I'm at work. I try not to when I'm on patrol. There's a few people that I'll talk to, mostly like my uh, my information guys. If, you know, I need to know about something that's going on, I've got guys that I'll talk to, and they'll be able to, you know, they listen to scanners for me. They do stuff like that. And so right. they're kind of the people that, that I, you know, when I'm, in, when I'm on patrol, they're just, they're uh, part of my toolbox. You know, like they're my friends, but it's not socializing time right now. This is, 
you know, I need to know what's going on over here. Tell me. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, I constantly people would be like, you know, how can I help out with this? You know, I, I want you to help me out with this. And I'll just say, drop me a message on Facebook. We'll talk, you know. I, I never, you know, I never take people out on patrol with me until I've met them, until I feel like I, I know know them well enough. Um, but, yeah, I mean, anybody who's ever interested in, in talking, asking questions, and joining up, that is the way to go about it, is just go on Facebook, type in Crimson Fist. Fantastic. Oh, Midnight Run put scanners and ham radio, best raw info sources on the planet. Yeah, I, I think we should all have a ham radio. Seriously. You know, one, uh, thing, one thing that I found uh, useful, scanners are great. Um, something that I, I, I'm kind of ashamed to say that I'm just now finally getting into and actually understanding the benefits of is What's Twitter. That? Oh, yeah, uh, Twitter. I, I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know, how, I don't know how it works in, you know, other cities and stuff, but in Atlanta we have uh, a program that the police do. It's called Tweet Your Beat. And so while they're on patrol, they're sending out tweets and saying, you know, this is where I'm posted up, you know, this is the stuff that's happening around here, oh, I just made an arrest about this, be on the lookout for this. And so I can just go on Twitter and I can, you know, just, you know, type in the hashtag for this neighborhood and I can see what's going on. And other people will post stuff for the police to see under that same hashtag. So it's like having a direct beat into 911 almost because I can see things going on as they're going on. I don't have to, you know, try to decipher, you know, I don't have to try to decipher things over a scanner, try to, you know, remember what does that police code mean, what is that. I can just go there and say, oh, so-and-so just reported that this is happening at this address. Now I know. You know, oh, the police are on scene. I know not to bother with it because the police have it under control. Uh, and it's, you know, like I, I just literally two days ago, three days ago. You know, I've had Twitter for years, and I finally just went in and really started looking at stuff, and I was just like, like, what have I been doing for the past three years since I've had this account and never used it? Um, mm. But, yeah, that's, it, it, any, any sources of information you can get uh, are always worth taking. Oh yeah, and you know, I see. I I was googling that as you were talking about it, and I see that Seattle has that too. That's pretty cool. Washington Initiative. Did you know that they have tweets by beat? And uh, that's fantastic because we were using Twitter constantly when we were doing the Occupy um, Oakland and Occupy San Francisco uh, security. At night, we'd always want to know. Oh, okay, great, because you know Oakland was the big spot for the uh, the pepper spraying and. Um, you know, all of the, the riots. So we'd, we'd watch to see what was going on. <clears throat> and that way we did avoid, in fact, we tweeted and helped people avoid uh, one of the big nights when they were, uh, they were rioting big time out there. So uh, we got our team out of there before, um, like 20 minutes before everything went down, just because of all the, the tweeting, tweeting, twittering, tweet, whatever the hell it's called. Anyway, before we sign out of here, um, I want to know if there's anything coming up for you that you'd like to uh, promo, and also uh, any websites or uh, the Facebook site, definitely. Um, anything else you want to let our listeners know? Um, yeah, I do have one thing I would like to plug, um, and you know, 
This uh, this is mostly for anybody who's listening in the Atlanta area. Uh, we are doing a huge clothing drive right now. You know, we, we I do handouts all throughout the winter, but I'm trying to get clothes together for the handouts. Um, and so, you know, if you know, you know, if you live in the Atlanta area or you know somebody in the Atlanta area, please, you know, pass the message on to them. Say, you know, this guy will will take your stuff and he will make sure it goes somewhere. Um, and you know, if if people want to help other ways, you know, I, I do take donations through my fundraiser page. I have no idea what the address is, but uh, we'll, we'll find I do it. have we'll a fundraiser. Yeah. I have one that, you know, I, I do take in, you know, money through there. Uh, if you send me a message and say specifically, I want this to go towards this, I will make it go towards that. Um, but, you know, I any of the money that comes through there goes, you know, straight out to helping other people. Um, and, you know, and that's, you know, facebook.com slash hero ATL is the easiest way to contact me uh, with any kind of questions, uh, any kind of comments. Uh, you know, if you just want to, you know, talk about that cool new Amazing Spider-Man trailer that just came out, uh, I'm more than willing to talk about that. Um, but yeah, you know, if it, you know, if you want to talk to me, hit me up. We can talk. You know, I, I enjoy meeting new people, talking to new people. So I welcome everybody to come do that. That's fantastic. An approachable hero. Do you hear this? Do you hear this, Atlanta? Um, fantastic. Thank you. And I know I'm gonna. I, I know I'm gonna be um, ending the show and going. Oh, I wanted to ask because I have a million things I wanted to ask you. Um, but that's okay because we can always bring you back for another one, right? Because I I know where you live. <laughs> I can say that and mean it. That is I true. know where you live. <laughs> that is true. By the way, this guy's got a really cool house. I, we have to cross a little bridge over a creek to get to your house. That's, that's pretty damn that cool. I, I'm still digging that. Um, but I want to thank you tonight for coming out and giving everybody a really, really uh, good dose of advice. And thank for you. noobs out there, if noobs aren't listening to these shows, um, they're not learning. They're not. They're missing out because you guys give some amazing um, info for them. And um, we have with us next week... We'll have a Dark Guardian um, and members of the New York Initiative joining us. So this this fun just goes on and on. So thank you very much, Crimson. I want you to stay safe out there. You're going to be out there for a few more hours. Yeah, I'm probably not going to be out too long tonight, but yeah, I gotta gotta be somewhat responsible and get some sleep at some point in time. Yeah, no kidding. You got to take care. You got to fuel you because you know a tired you isn't going to help anybody else. Um, um, by the way, Midnight Run saying Tweet Deck to track stuff going around the city in Atlanta for the record. <clears throat> but um, thank, thank you, you so much. And I want you to tell your lovely wife we said hello because uh, she's pretty awesome. We can't wait to hear her. So we should have had her singing tonight too. That's okay. We'll do it again. <laughs> and <laughs> and you guys, everything that he mentioned tonight, you can find on our Tribe uh, Facebook page and we'll also put it on our Tribe Radio page. And with that, uh, saying goodnight for Nightbug and I'm Rock and Roll. And have a good, safe rest of the week. And we'll see you next time on Tribe. Take care, everybody. Good night.
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.